Hi, everybody, and welcome to Podcast of the Planet of the Apes. Today's episode is... Episode 8, Return to the Planet of the Apes. Hi, everybody, this is Andrew. And it's Joe. And welcome to Podcast of the Planet of the Apes, where we discuss all things Planet of the Apes. Today, we will be discussing the 1974 animated series, Return to the Planet of the Apes. I thoroughly enjoyed the hell out of this. Everyone else seemed to be a little bit mixed, but overall good impressions, I think. Joe? Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, we get into it. We'll get there brought back a, an old friend of the show an acquaintance uh some of you are really going to look forward to him being back some so of some of you will not it's fine whatever we we do what we want to do it's our podcast joe speaking of which i'm, I'm gonna pad this out a little bit what's new what's going on uh, <laughs> you know nothing work that's work it. awesome yeah that's great yeah that's, that's about it man. that's it i'm working on a children's book are you really? Yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing illustrations for uh, for a children's book. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Pretty cool, right? Is it about Is it about apes? You know what's really funny? What? Uh, it it actually the main character is a monkey, is a tiny yes. little monkey, uh, who's learning about the difference between like fruits and nuts and coconuts and like all that kind of stuff. There's there's that's a monkey, there's awesome. a sloth, there's a Miss Bird. It's very deep. Yeah, sounds it. Uh, and I also auditioned for a uh, Spider-Man podcast, Ooh. Or like a radio play. I auditioned oh, for a couple cool. different characters. I auditioned for the Hobgoblin, Harry mm-hmm. Osborn, Norman Osborn, and J. Jonah Jameson. The J. Jonah Jameson? Mm-hmm. I don't want excuses. I want pictures of Spider-Man. That was, oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah that one, All right. That nice. That's awesome. That's That's great to hear. What's new with you? Nothing. Ah. All right, so let's get into today. No, <laughs> really nothing. Uh, playing a lot of Animal Crossing, a little, little too much Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm, as we know from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I, I play a lot of that. Uh, working on uh, on an outline for uh, the Flash uh, versus Planet of the Apes. So I cannot wait till we get to that. Yeah, I've I've come up with three complete books that will take us into almost every era of Planet of the Apes, I believe. Oh my god, yes. I can't wait till we do this dramatic reading. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. It's going to take a lot, but working on it, so that's something. It's going to be a good good couple part series, man. Yeah, at least a three-parter. So yeah, working on that. That's about it. A lot of Legos, a lot of Animal Crossing, so keeping it cool. Keeping it cool. Yeah, just figured we'd kind of break it up a little bit, kind of go into... You know, what's new this week outside of apes, um, you know, before the planet finally gets to where the apes are, our overlords. So with that, though, we had Tim Simpson back uh, for this episode, and it's a really fun one. So please enjoy. We've got Tim Simpson back with us. Uh, you may remember him from our previous episode of Conquest of Planet of the Apes. Today, we've got Tim Simpson returning. Uh, you may remember him from our very unfunny episode of <laughs> Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Hey, it's me. It's your boy, your unfunny friend, Tim. Totally the worst. Yeah. No, I'm excited for this episode. 
and thank you so much for having me on the show again because it it has sparked uh an interest in the planet of the apes movies Uh, i know last time steve and i were on we did talk about how we wanted to kind of go back and watch some of those movies so you'll be happy to know that we actually haven't done that yet Um, (laughs) i figured yeah at some point we, we are planning on doing it but i did watch the first two episodes of return to the planet of the apes uh the 19 what was it 74 animated television show by the co-creator of johnny quest which is weird very strange yeah that, and that's kind of a theme for the entire program itself mm-hmm. um because so i i texted joe as i was watching the first episode and i told him that i actually liked the program and then I watched the second episode and I hastily decided that I did not really like this program. <laughs> did not care for it. I really, really liked it. <laughs> yeah, well, so this is this is the thing is like, I don't I don't think it's bad by any means. You don't? I think it's lazy, but I think that there's a difference between a production being lazy and a production being bad. Mm. I don't I don't want to bring this up again, but look at Cats. That's a bad movie, <laughs> but you can definitely not call it lazy you know what i mean this one uh and i saw that a lot of criticism on uh line for this for this specific program was because like oh they reused Mm -hmm. a lot of the background a lot of the animation and you could see it so often in the animation like like them just completely reusing oh 100 like running models and running tracks and all that kind of stuff which those specific pieces were animated decently well Mm -hmm. but they rarely ever actually used animation it was a lot of implied movement it was a lot of like superimposed pictures zoom ups and close-ups on people's face i did notice that one point there was a scene where oh god what was the the main character's name again brent uh race bannon yeah yeah bannon bannon (laughs) it's not it's not not at all yeah race bannon is the uh is the bodyguard of johnny quest (laughs) nope it's nope it's race bannon that's That's what i i named him race bannon in all of my notes so just a heads up but his real name is um generic blonde boy yeah i mean there's jeff allen but that's not that's not the main character of the whole thing he is one of the main characters his name is um, blue eyes all my notes say bannon hold on (laughs) bill hudson Thank you. Bill. Yes, it was Bill. It was a very generic name. Race Bannon. You had Bill Hudson, Jeff Allen, and you had Judy Franklin, and Judy does not last very long. Nope. No. Okay, so so can I ask a question? Yeah. Did she straight up die? Be- because we only watched the first, the first two episodes, we don't know, and I have a feeling she's living with the mutants. Oh. The specific parts that were animated are actually decently animated. You could tell that they did a lot of hand-drawn mm-hmm. animation that was pretty okay. But then there was like literally the one scene where Bill gets like taken into the city, which <laughs> by the way, I did want to say I thought it was pretty cool that they modeled it after the like original concept of the Planet of the Apes instead of the yes. like primitive environment that the uh movies kind of played around with. He, there's this one scene where Bill is pretty much just sitting there and listening to Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas and the other, like the ape general, the, sorry, the, the gorilla Urkel. general and a bunch of other people, uh, uh, Cornelius Urkel. and yeah, yeah Urkel, <laughs> general Urkel, general Urkel, <laughs> Cornelius and what's her face. Zero. He's literally just 
hang <laughs> his arms and his knees must be tired because he spent about 10 minutes just grabbing those metal bars sitting there on his knees with his mouth wide open dude's catching flies out there <laughs> and nobody is like everyone's just like look how smart he is but this guy must look as if he's just spaced out beyond all belief just standing there completely still unblinking for like six minutes it, it, it baffled me yeah yeah i i that's a little bit of the thoughts that i have on it um i did think uh that this show had huge c lab 2021 vibes oh yeah, yeah. really big c lab vibes i'm i'm gonna bring that up in a little bit later yeah please do so i think we should just kind of go over the basic premise of of the cartoon yeah so this was in 1974. It was Return to the Planet of the Apes, where it more so follows the book's setting yes. of a modern society of apes. But there are still instances of the first two films within here. So like you have the um, the Forbidden Zone and you have like the mutants and stuff like that, which were never in the book. But you you have all of that as well as the, the humanoids that are used as pets and as used as uh, like slave labor and stuff. That's more so from the book. So there's like this really cool mixture of the films in the book. And what I found out was while doing a little bit of research for this uh, was Doug Widely, the creative director. He had only seen the first two films. Yes. So he kind of goes off on that. Something else uh, is that the kind of the main antagonist outside of Dr. Zayas is General uh, Urko. Carol Uh, Urko, voiced by the second voice of Fred Flintstone. I I mean, I really kept thinking that they were saying Urkel. Oh, yes, 100 percent. I don't think anyone was able to make that distinction. Right. (laughs) Urkel is from the live action TV series. Oh, the character. Okay, yeah, because this this show wasn't it basically in direct response to the fact that there was a live action show for a little bit and it did right. so poorly that they didn't even finish it. It just not even like oh maybe you know that we'll leave it on a cliffhanger or something like that. They just straight up just didn't finish. I'm not sure about the circumstance of how the original show ended, but what I do know is that I think they were just kind of throwing anything at the wall and seeing what stuck because at this point like they're ready to just kind of do whatever they can to keep the series going well i guess yeah keeping the series going but it was only for the sake of the fact that they were making money i mean like oh yeah this this was like one of the last things that they made in that Mm -hmm. time period and the only other things of the franchise that were being released at that time was a series of like failed marvel comics which today i learned that you know planet of the apes had a marvel comic out there uh in the 70s so that's kind of cool but still i wouldn't really call it a last hurrah and more of a uh, <laughs> a shamble across the finish line that was the franchise <laughs> known as the planet of the apes both legs got broken as they were running to that one yeah i think what they were trying to do is because there's so much merchandise out there oh yeah toys. and it's so quick to just slap an ape onto a, a lunchbox that uh, as long as you keep it within within the realm of like kids eyes that's what they wanted to do i think so i think that this was more so just to kind of extend the brand as f- far and as long as they could but maybe as cheaply as they could as well 
That said, I kind of have an exact opposite reaction to this than you guys do. I absolutely loved it. Now, I want to I just want to challenge you on that for a second. Not that I not yeah. saying that you didn't love it. Well, I'm saying I want to be clear. Oh, I didn't okay. actually hate this thing. I I didn't. I thought it was right. I I was going to say to Joe before we even started recording this is like I feel like it's very difficult to be well actually you know what according to the internet I'm not funny but um it, it's <laughs> difficult to attempt to be funny about something that you just feel completely neutral about mm-hmm. like there this gave me nothing I got nothing for this one like I got a couple <laughs> I got I tried to write down a couple of jokes oh, let me see you know um there was one scene where he, the 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 science guy was just like people just don't disappear and then I wrote that like tell that to the Malaysia Airlines flight 370 and there's the scene where he looks at the mountain and he's just like there has to be water and plants around it and there was none there. And I don't know. I wrote something stupid about like the dude doesn't know how mountains work or something like that. Like I got nothing on this <laughs> at all. Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I wrote down too. not a lot of jokey stuff going on either. But no, as much as I did not really care for this cartoon, some of the things that I actually really did enjoy, like when they were in the Forbidden Zone area and mm-hmm. the flames were going on when they zoomed in. And they had the. Can we just do a quick, just quick rewrite, and can we call it the danger zone, please? I think that would be. A, I'm 100 percent okay with calling it the danger zone. Fine. Anyway, yes. When they were in the danger zone. Oh. They so uh, good. They oh had, my god, it's so much better. I'm, I'm sorry. Better. Like, right. how did we go eight episodes in and not rename it the danger zone? Seriously. And we also have to change our name of our podcast to Monkey Planet. No, that's... Monkey Planet in the danger zone. <laughs> Seriously, though, like when they're the flames are coming up and all that and they have those like mm-hmm. zoom ins on their faces and they have those like, yes. really highly detailed comic panel shots of their faces. I was like, OK, I'm actually OK with this. Like with that those were great. Those were so good. Still were so good. And the intro is actually pretty awesome. Oh, I love the intro. Love it. Wait, so, so as someone who doesn't know a lot about the Planet of the Apes, is that is the danger zone? Is that a thing? Yes, the danger zone is a thing, just not in the book. It's in the first two films. Okay. Is that a thing that happens in the danger zone? Like Yes. Flames, oh. lightning, intense zoom ins. Like that was all intense in zoom in. oh, okay. the two movies. Yeah. Oh, also, let's not forget when they're on the spaceship and it's like and it's crashing and they just kept I started laughing hysterically. They kept zooming in on their faces just with their mouths agape. Yeah. And it was the same shot. Over and well, over. Yeah, because I mean, your mouth would be a gape as well if you see it going from 1976 to 2086 to 3810. Well, yes, but it was I just the, that was cool. the same facial right. <laughs> feature. No change. In in this version, they knew that they were time traveling, which I, I kind of like from the get-go, uh, was that oh, they were oh, doing an experiment right. in time travel and that they pretty much knew they were on Earth as well. There's one line that uh, Ray Bannon says later that's like, I'm a human on Earth from Earth. Yeah, from the like, planet Dude, Earth. You know you're on the planet Earth because you literally watch as you crash back down to Earth. Yeah. So I thought that that was kind of interesting that they already knew where they were. So that like reveal, everyone knows it by this point in in planet of the apes that judy saying it looks like new mexico or like she like put like a very specific 
Right. Well, they were well, they were in New. Oh, oh, actually, this is something I had a question about. They, it implied that they were in Brooklyn because at one point the Brooklyn Bridge is shown right. in shambles, but then you have like a bunch of other mm-hmm. architecture from a lot of like huge cities. Oh, is this is this a oh you sweet summer child moment? What's what's up with that? I think it was just for design. I honestly don't okay. think there was really much thought put into, into that. where it is okay yeah that's fair when they do the first two movies new york some of the things just don't seem like where they should be it's almost as if they only gave a shit about making fucking merch or something yeah yeah no well me me and andrew actually discussed this uh about the first movie and the second movie it's like man wherever brent is walking in this second movie does not seem like this is where it should be in new york no, no, not at all. Yeah, so um, it seems to be a, a running gag. <laughs> that was also a very interesting thing that they did in this cartoon was that they kind of merged Brent and uh, Taylor together. Oh, yeah. So uh, Nova does show up. I think Nova, Zira and Cornelius are, are constants, essentially. Hey, is Zayas, is Zayas only from this show? No, no. Zayas is in the first two films as well. I thought so. Okay. Nova shows up and she's wearing dog tags, but this time it's Brent's dog tags. And Nova can speak, but like just like her name, pretty much. And Brent's Excuse name. Excuse me. She said Brent and Bill. And Bill and Jeff. And then she had that one little tear when they said, Where is Brent? Right. And Race Bannon. And yeah. While we're on the subject of Nova, I actually wanted to point out this observation that I think it's, I, I, I think a lot of people would sleep on this observation, but I think it's important why is it now answer riddle me this guys why is it that nova all right the cave the the cave people Mm -hmm. the men are straight up neanderthals like straight up (laughs) look like old ass cavemen but why are all the women like banging why why is that that's in the movie they're just yeah. straight up old, dirty ass cave boys. And then like, yo, we just took a bunch of Playboy models and 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 like uh, Victoria's Secret models and we put them in like cave suits and did their makeup. And here they cave are suits. like, that's what like what? I the like fuck? the term cave suits. Cave Welcome suits. to Planet of the Apes. You're saying it's a sex sells kind that, of thing. Okay. That, yeah, especially um, from that point. Tim, if you have not listened to our episode about the book, listen to the episode about the book. Is it sexy? Uh, it's very sexy. It's Actually, no, wait, the term was, it's horny. It's very horny. <laughs> There's one scene of this where I'm just like, oh, that's weird. Where they have one of the sexy babes in one of the windows that says pets yep. buy pet here's a pet yep. what the fuck man yeah you were saying about nova nova's here she speaks like two three words right and then we get the reveal of brent which i thought was kind of interesting brent was the main character of the second film okay. uh, who isn't who was in search for taylor of the first film so they kind of merged Taylor and Brent together, it feels like, because Nova didn't really have a connection with Brent, nor did she have his dog tag. She had Taylor's dog tag. She did end up getting kind of a connection with Brent because Brent was a little handsy, too. Right. But mm-hmm. he was also being controlled by mind mutants to strangle her. So he was he was handsy. he was a little handsy before that. He was handsy in multiple ways. He was. Uh, I personally 
really enjoyed it. And I did a little research on um, the background of the of who worked on this. And essentially, uh, this was produced by Depate Freling Enterprises. Yes. They also did the Dr. Seuss TV specials, the Pink Panther, as well as the new Fantastic Four, the one with Herbie. So when they replaced the Human Torch, uh, because they were afraid that kids were going to light themselves on fire, and they replaced it with Herbie the Robot. So they have done quite a few like classic animated like specials and cartoon shows. And you can clearly tell that like with um, the backgrounds, especially have that comic book art vibe to them. Yeah, that very much Dr. So. Seuss invokes as well, because like the Dr. Seuss cartoons look like moving Dr. Seuss books. This to me, the architecture and the styling of um, the danger zone is essentially like straight up jack kirby like there is uh the original artist of fantastic four x-men pretty much name it he did it um the scenes where they're in the the spaceship and the background is like all these like intricate wires and stuff it yeah, is straight very, up very like, very jack kirby-esque straight up jack kirby but then when they get to Earth and you start seeing the humans and and the apes and everything, but more specifically the humans, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, Alex uh, Toth, really great comic book artist. Um, Probably know his work. What's it? Alex Toth? Toth. Yeah. T-O-T-H. Toth. He uh, also did a lot of animation and he did a lot of character designs for Oh, yeah. Want to guess Hanna-Barbera yeah. cartoons, including C-Lab. Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest, Space Ghost, you know, Super Friends. Name it. The, he pretty much worked shit. on it. His art, though, his comic art is so much more detailed. And it is absolutely beautiful. And I feel like I know he didn't work on this, but it's around that era. And I feel like they just got the best people to imitate his art. From that standpoint, I think the aesthetic, everything about the show is absolutely beautiful. I'm really into old cartoons. I find them extremely satisfying and relaxing to watch. So I was totally, I was sold by this. Like, I'm going to yeah. watch the rest of the series. I just want to interject. I think what really, yeah. like, doubles down on that is the, it's not super fast pace. It lets you, like really really take in that artwork like the first mm -hmm. thought that i had was when they were entering the danger zone and there was that shot of the sun between the mountains i yes. was like this is really chill and this is making me just appreciate the art in general mm -hmm. the music as well is really it's like jarring and alarming but in like a good way if that makes any sense as if it's like what's it called kind of relaxing but it also keeps you on your toes yes it keeps you engaged even though like you said, it's kind of slow paced. Yeah. But what I can say about the music, it, it really does hearken to the the music of the films. Like they they actually mm -hmm. did a really good job with that. I think what kind of pulled me out was some of the VO going on in it. Like some of the the voiceover and it kind of pulled me out of the whole thing. Um other than General Urko, like I love you know, I love Fred Flintstone. I think that guy did, you know, is, is fantastic. You have, and you have the guy who played McDonald actually from yes, the Yes, Jeff. 
as Jeff, which was also kind of weird. He, now he's playing a <laughs> he's playing a, a secondary character. It's a, and but like they, they animated him to look like that same character. Which was yeah, it's of- actually the guy who played uh, McDonald in the fifth film. Oh, it's McDonald in the fifth film. I thought it was yeah, McDonald's brother. Oh, yeah, not <laughs> McDonald from the where? fourth film. <laughs> McDonald's from the fifth film. Uh, uh, Austin Stoker, who was also in Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Uh, which I for, which I failed to mention when we did the fifth movie as well. Hey, totally forgot to mention. So yeah, he he's voicing Jeff. It's not even the the original McDonald. It's the second McDonald. It's the second McDonald. But you know, like Zaius, Cornelius, and Zero, they don't you know sound. It's not like even like a a good match. Uh, in in that regard, and then there's just this one part where Zaius is making a speech, mm-hmm. and all of them just go here. Here, here, here. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. Oh my God. It is it has literally no emotion to it. I sent you the I sent you the, the text with that uh with that effect that makes the bubble pop up. That's what that was. That's what that was. <laughs> I, I was like, where I was like, where are you? Why are you here? I kept just saying, uh, in my apartment, here, 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 here. It was so much and so unnecessary that, okay, I was actually, I was going to disagree with you because I guess because I never watched uh, those original movies yet, the voiceover stuff of those different characters didn't really bother me because I didn't have anything Mm -hmm. to compare them to. Um, In fact, the only thing that I felt was a little bit over the top and cartoony was Urkel um, because, again, I have no context. Um, But I very much thought that that one you you are correct because that one thing did really really take me out of it there's definitely some of the voiceover that totally kills me like there's the moment where um race bannon pretty much says where he finally speaks to zero and cornelius uh i wrote the line down because it's so freaking perfect it's you're crazy operating on my brain i spoke because i can speak (laughs) oh yeah that was when he started going at it i was like I love stuff like that. Operate on my brain. <laughs> Operate on my brain. I was sold. It, to me, it's like watching old cartoons like this is more so you you're getting images along with like a radio show. That's how I kind of view like, I mean, I watch a lot of Speed Racer as a kid. I still really watch Speed Racer. Like if, if I'm like want to go to sleep at night, I'll put on some Speed Racer. It's just one of those things where it's like you're not really watching anything happen on the screen. You're pretty much just listening to a story and you get some pretty pictures along the way. It's kind of like when we would when we would watch like I'd hang out with you and we'd watch uh, the Justice League cartoon, like the old Super Friends. Super Friends. Oh, yeah. one hundred percent. That episode where they trick the the Flash and Aquaman into <laughs> flooding the entire world. <laughs> And the flash superheats it. <laughs> yeah, the aliens from Venus. Yeah, yeah, the, the Venusians, three, three-headed uh, Venusians. Ah, oh, so good, so good. This company also worked on the original Star Wars movies. Yes, mm-hmm. they did the lightsaber effects, uh, which is pretty neat. Which you know, it's it's really cool how a company that can be so great at keyframe animation can go <laughs> and make uh, a you know entire movie or entire television program of an animation that isn't animated. Well, I mean, you got to keep in mind, this is 74 star Wars is 77. Oh, oh. dang. 
had three years to figure out how an- the animation company had three years to figuring out how animation works. Hey, they did it though. They did it. Yeah, they did. I have a question. Um, yeah. Here, here's my question. How big was that Mount Apemore that they saw? It's really tiny. <laughs> Listener, there is a giant Mount Rushmore of apes and it's beautiful. It is a sight to behold. I mean, it really looked and like, just, I don't know, just the way that they were showing the humans looking at it and then showing that, that mountain. Cause like, I guess it was the angle that they showed it from. It was so like down Mm -hmm. below. It made it look like it was really tiny. (laughs) Well, it was a forced perspective kind of thing. They were using models when they were drawing. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Uh, so I did also, uh, want to point out something because i know that joe you were talking about the writing and how at some point you really got lost because of it like with the i'm i could i'm speaking because i can speak or whatever um there's a couple of writing things where i'm just like they're they're worse than like you know how sometimes in nintendo games they'll sneak in puns like because you know they're kids games so they'll just sneak in little puns here and there um, just, you know, for shits and gigs. Right, like every this, line in Animal Crossing. Yeah, every line in Animal Crossing. This is, like, worse than that. There's a scene, there's a couple of, like, references. I went more into it. Like, first of all, everything has got to have, got to, got to have that word ape in it. Got to yes. have the word ape in it. The city is ape city. That's a really oh, yeah. bad name for a city. First of all, that's a really bad name for a city. We're going to rename New York right now. We're going to rename it Human City. There we go. First step is done. Second step. Nick Tape. Well, it is. Hold on. Hold up. It is Manhattan. Uh, Oh, fuck. uh, Oh, fuck. uh, Oh, fuck. uh, Uh, Shit. Boom. You got me. Damn. Yup. I think. uh, All right, guys. Well, uh, it's been good being on the show. I'm going to see myself out. (laughs) But no, there's one scene where they're literally just like, uh, I don't think it was in this first two episodes. I might've read it. This specific one where they, they'll take historical figures. They'll cut out part of their name and they'll replace it with ape. Oh, I can't wait. I'm totally watching the rest of this. Is one of them. William apes beer, the famous Uh writer. You might be familiar with him and they just play on shit like that. Where they I am just, sold. Just butcher shit. Yeah, I actually this this show, the last one, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. I'm not gonna lie, the conversation that we had afterwards was more that you know of what made me want to continue watching. I actually kind of want to keep watching this show, despite the fact that it was canceled and it didn't get a second season, nor did it finish its story. I do kind of want to watch it a little bit I'm, more. I'm very excited to see where the this story goes. It's um, fun. It's fun. I think so. I think it's it, it's over the top and it's a different look at the Planet of the Apes franchise for what could have been if they set it up in a modern setting. Yeah, well, that was that was actually one of the gripes that I had with it was the modern setting was because there were a couple things that were really, really done well, like the movie cameras and all that kind of stuff, the cars and that that cars and cameras. And that was the book, though. Oh, yeah. And they were driving Jeeps. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, those apes, those cool ass apes and those Jeeps that fucking caught on fire. Dude, fuck yeah, man. There's this one scene where where Blue Eyes is uh, escaping and Cornelius and um, Zira. Zira 
are helping him escape. Unibrow, animated unibrow. Yeah, don't know why only those specific apes had unibrows, but okay. Um, there's a part where they're like, oh man, he must have beat the shit out of Cornelius and Zira and ran away. It's like, motherfucker, you guys were outside with video cameras 10 minutes ago, and you're telling me that you don't have any fucking security cameras in this entire place to show you that these two are goddamn traitors? Get out of here, man. Also, um, my f- one of my favorite bits is uh, when Blue Eyes, Bill, what, Race Bannon, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> White Dragon. <laughs> I was just going to say it and I was waiting for it. When race, uh, when he said, okay, literally, he literally picks an, a gorilla up and throws him over his shoulder at one point. He fucking goes flying, dude. He gets launched. Yeah. The ape goes, help. Bill Hudson is a beast. All right. He's He's fucking, he has the power of the blue eyes, white dragon. He's, he's got 3,000 attack points and You're that right ape came you. and attacked it and he fucking activated his trap card. He sent that dude flying into the river. I have no idea what you just said. You're right about that, Yugi. <laughs> Thanks. I no, don't know what like, either of you are talking about. The dude, the dude, it wasn't even as like, this is what I loved about that. It wasn't even like he just flung him over the shoulder like, like martial arts style. He picked the fuck up this goddamn <laughs> ape and backhandedly, like over his shoulder, tossed him. His trajectory went upward and he threw him in a goddamn river. And if you see the trajectory in the next frame, because it's two, it's literally just two frames of this happening. It's him grabbing the guy and then the ape getting flown into the river. That guy had like a good like 15, 20 foot launch. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Johnny and Dr. Quest were in trouble. He needed to save them. (laughs) Yeah, this did this did make me very um, nostalgic for the uh, I I wasn't that age where obviously the Hanna-Barbera cartoons were like a thing to me. But I did grow up with Adult Swim and like Mm -hmm. Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast and uh like Brack and and C Lab twenty twenty one were my shit, so this yes. brought back a lot of good memories of that. And I would love to see what would happen if like the C Lab team t- took a oh. took a shot at this show. That would be would so much that. fun. That'd be phenomenal. There wasn't there wasn't really much to report on, just because I guess there was only those two episodes. Yeah, so we, didn't, short we didn't continue on. Like so, as much as I, the weird thing is, as much as I didn't care for it oddly enough i'm kind of with you guys on well now i kind of want to watch like like a couple more i think it is it's such an odd show from its time so you got to think this is 1974 this is airing on a saturday morning kids are waking up eating their breakfast getting ready not a show that kids should watch in the morning right it's it reminds me and I'm not saying that it's on par because it's definitely not, but thematically of Batman, the animated series of that, they were trying to do very adult storylines. Like they're trying to do adult storylines aimed at kids in a very dark setting. 
Mm. And I thought that that was really kind of unique for for the show because you watch anything else from that period, like all the shows that we've mentioned before, and they're definitely dumbed down, but they're straight up dealing with slave labor. They're dealing with, you know, racism. They're dealing with all this stuff that's going on in there. And I don't know how far they go into it, but just from the first two episodes alone, they're kind of dealing with some really heavy issues ends it's an ongoing arc how many shows had ongoing arcs like that like none of them and that was the thing it it was kind of it was interesting because most of the episodes were you you could kind of watch them on their own from what i was reading but they had an arc and if you didn't see the episode beforehand you would kind of be lost a little bit right so so that's i think pretty pretty progressive for a show like this the the second one that i was thinking of the other eighth pun that they did it was the mm-hmm. eighth father they took the godfather they took it they put they made it the eighth father so i just wanted to let you guys know that because i thought it was important wait is that in a in a further ep- in a future episode yeah it's in the it's in a further episode it's in the further episode they call it the eighth father that's nice. wonderful Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, I might actually have to watch the rest of this. When we get to the live action stuff, I I have a feeling I'm going to want to watch that entire series. I have a feeling I'm going to want to watch that just because Roddy's in it. And I'm Yes, gonna, I get that. I got to watch the whole thing. How many episodes is that one again? 14 episodes, so also easy. They did this show so dirty. How so? They they just they gave up on it, man. now you're upset (laughs) i was a kid in 1975 and what was going on in 1975 you know vietnam and all that kind of stuff no that's after before that that was before that before that so uh i just got back from vietnam (laughs) oh my god (laughs) good morning vietnam seven o'clock in the morning to watch my favorite planet of the apes tv show and then i get there and i realize hey same episode I watched last week. So I sit there and I'm like, I'm waiting. Okay. Maybe there'll be a new episode next week. Cause you know, I don't have news. I don't have uh, anyone on the internet telling me, Hey, they canceled return of the planet of the apes. I just got to wait for them to wait. I got to wait to figure that out. I'd be so upset. They didn't even finish the story. That's it. At the end of the day, how hard is it to do that? In 30- it, it is. It's the original Netflix series. Get it. Cause like, you know how like Netflix always cancels everything. Uh, yeah, it's very true. I, you know what? They did it to two my two uh, shows that I saw that I actually really enjoyed. That now I have no idea where they're going because Iron Fist. No, Iron Fist, tough shorts, dude. That that's the worst goddamn show I ever seen in my life. I watched about five seconds of Iron Fist. I watched all of Iron. That guy ruined his entire career in two seasons. He had a career. Yeah, he was in that Game of Thrones. Show. Um, not a Game of Thrones guy. Not either. I don't give a shit about this guy. All I remember was this guy is like on a plane. He crashes and then like he like is walking in Manhattan and like he just he he legitimately does not understand how humans interact. And I'm like, no, he he was like 14 when he left. That's ridiculous. It's imagine what was that show? Green Arrow. Yeah. Arrow. But like only the bad episodes all the time and that's the iron fist i'm the iron fist protector of kun lun born enemy of the hand <laughs> of short. 
Sucker of assholes. It's fucking show <laughs> Tim, you you saying I don't give a shit about Game of Thrones for me is right on par with you saying, you see, I didn't fucking know any of that from the episode <laughs> we had you on last time. You can listen. These are quotable quotes, and you can quote me on that. I think Game of Thrones sucks ass because the person that I watched it with watched the season finale without me and kept going and didn't tell me, so I never continued. So you can quote me on all of that shit. I hate Game of Thrones. Just just remember, you're very unfunny. (laughs) I know. I'm aware. If anyone laughed, please donate to my Patreon. (laughs) I don't have one. (laughs) I don't have one. But if you we'll do make one specifically for you, smash that like and subscribe, <laughs> guys. Smash that like, smash that like and subscribe button. Hit that like button, and uh, you'll see what happens next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you support us on Patreon, you'll get the next episode right away before we even record oh it. God, before we even record it, before it even exists, it's not even a thought in my mind. There's a Tim out there that's already seen every single Planet of the Apes movie, and he's already recorded all of these episodes. Where, why didn't we get that guy, Joe? Yeah, why, yeah, no. why the hell didn't we get that, Tim? I fucking killed him because no one donated <laughs> to his goddamn Patreon. Wasn't bringing in any money, so I fucking got rid of him. There, there can only be one? What is this, the Highlander? There can only be one Tim. I'm so confused. Are you an enforcer for Patreon? I think he is. <laughs> Am I an enforcer for Patreon? <laughs> what does it mean? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. It means that you kill people for Patreon. <laughs> only copies of myself that i've pulled out of parallel dimensions yeah, this is like the movie the one with Jet Li. it's more like no it's more no it's more like looper and i'm or and moon I'm bruce well yeah no, 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 no i'm no. Jo- joseph gordon levitt and the tim that watched these is is bruce willis joe golevs yeah joe golevs who's back in acting by the way i just want to give a shout out to joseph gordon levitt's levi yeah, which Welcome you can follow back. him on uh, Hit Record Joe. On his, uh, and on his Patreon, which please donate to. It is more like the one because Jet Li had hundreds of copies across different universes that he had to kill to gain their powers. Ah, so yeah, it's not yeah. like that because I don't gain his powers. You don't gain his powers? You gained his bank account. Here's the thing, Joe. You're the one person that saw that. Listen, it had Jason Statham in it. It also had Jet Li. When the fuck was this movie came out? Megalodon. Megalodon. I mean, I could look it up. I. It's a Megalodon. <laughs> you know, I was going to watch that tonight. You should have watched the Meg tonight. But I, but I instead, I watched uh, the James Bond film Quantum of Solace, which I really, really wish that I had watched the Megalodon. Uh, Megalodon. I feel like that would have been more fun. Um, uh, the one came out in 2001, by the way. Just so you that's know. appropriate year for it to come out. It's a megalodon. I'm either Hobbs or Shaw. I think I'm either he... Hobbs or Shaw. <laughs> he's no, Shaw. he's Shaw. He's Shaw. Shaw. Just to be clear, we're no longer talking about Return. No, this is no longer a Planet of the Apes podcast. This is a Hobbs and Shaw fan. It's the Shaw Shank Redemption. It's oh, uh, I have to go. <laughs> we're going to call it Cranked Three. That is what this podcast is called. Yeah podcast of the fast and furious oh man i'm that is my next podcast i'm into that that we're gonna do after this hey for for, can we record an april fool's episode where we just review every single april (laughs) (laughs) april if you guys make it to april can you have me back Uh on for a uh 
for a Fast and the Furious uh, April Fool's episode because I would eat that shit up. Except we only we we decided to watch all nine of them because I, I figured no, by that time the ninth film is out. Oh no, I was gonna say we only watch Fast Four. Why is that notoriously we the worst only, one? We only watch oh, no. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is the worst one. No, I, I like Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Shit, no, we gotta stop fast because we're, we're becoming. When a Tokyo Drift, player. when Tokyo Drift came out, oh, I hated it because it had nothing. Podcast. It had nothing to do with the first two movies. But then later on, you're like, you look back on it, and you're like, that, that one's pretty good. <laughs> and then we're gonna become a John Wick podcast. We're just gonna just keep no, going. We can't. Oh, we yeah. can't just. How'd you get, how'd you get to podcast? John Wick from that? Because I, I, I don't even know how you did that. We're just. We're just going into different franchises now, yes. and this is so we, we have, have to, to stick, Fast and the Furious. We have to stick Wick. to our niche, Joe. Joe, we have to stick to our niche. Hey, hey, Tim, Tim, you're forgetting one thing. You may be a recurring guest. No, this is. We already guest. told you at the beginning of this podcast. We edited out, but I think we can announce to the audience now that Joe is now the guest on this podcast, and Andrew and I are going to be wow. continuing on next week wow. without him. So uh, thank you so much, Joe, for coming by. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Yeah, I will no longer do any of your intro work or anything for you ever again. (laughs) Hey, I really do appreciate you guys having me back on the show, by the way. Again, I know I said it You know, it's it's like a charity case, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You guys sometimes need my help, so I I do like giving that charity when I can. Sometimes we just need unfunny friends. Yeah, yeah. Also, everyone else dropped out on this episode. So. Oh no! Yeah. Is that why? I don't see why. This was actually. I I <laughs> actually have to say that I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Conquest. I could see that though. Conquest is, you know, I love it's Conquest very... though. Conquest is so weird. Are we back onto this? It seems I guess so. We could be. I don't know. We're usually. You know, cap out at about an hour. We're only forty-seven minutes in. We, you know, forty-seven <laughs> minutes in, but this is two episodes of a tar- of a cartoon show that was designed to sell right? lunchboxes. Exactly. It's not really much we can talk about besides that. Thermos. Hold on, I'm gonna actually find. I want to see if I can fucking find. I'm gonna just do some quick googling, really quick. For Planet of the Apes lunchbox. Oh, that exists. Circa 1975. Why don't Why don't you just search "Return to the Planet of the Apes" lunchbox? Ah, because these are the, cooler. The name of the cartoon show. Yeah, but these are cooler. <laughs> he's, he's, he's going in. He's going in. He's going to buy one. He's All right, for those of one. you who can't see Tim's computer, like Joe and I, uh, he's searching lunchboxes for Planet of the Apes. Joe. Joe. Yeah, what's up? Joe. Camper a thousand dollars. No, thank you. No, 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 we're good. It's got a vintage, it's got a water bottle tag. No, attached. we're good. Nope. You know it's who got... probably has that? Who? Chris uh, Batista? What? Drax? Yeah, Drax. Dave Batista? Dave Batista. Who's Chris Batista? That's his cousin. Mike Barista, his cousin. Chris Batista is a comic book artist. <laughs> he probably does have that. Who drew some really good Booster Gold comics. There's no such thing as a good Booster Gold comic, but continue. Okay, so uh, we'll never have him on ever again. What did he say? I missed what he said. I, I, couldn't. I said there's no such thing as a good Booster Gold comic. Ooh. He spoke ill of Booster Gold. Uh, Tim, yeah, we're going like to we're gonna have to kick you from the room. I'm not saying I don't like Booster Gold. I just don't think that people do him 
good. Dave Batista collects uh, vintage uh, lunch boxes. Oh, okay. So you're just saying that because that's where I was getting at. Probably this looks. I'm I'm noticing one. I know that you said that this show was kind of there to like sell lunch boxes, and I'm I'm it seeing was, one. I'm using that as a I know, term. It's a, it's you know a, what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but I'm actually seeing. Can I can I be real? There's only, I think it's one. I think it's one lunchbox, two sides. One of them has uh, some humans. One of them has some apes, and it has a thermos. That's the only one I'm seeing. Is that a second? No, that's Land of the Lost. There's only one lunchbox that they made of this show, which I think is an atrocity. Um, they could have sold so oh, many. Man, I need to get a Land of the Lost. Yeah, it's four thousand dollars if you want to grab that on eBay. Does it have a slee stack on it? No, but it, wait, does it have a slee stack on it? I don't think it does. I love that movie, by the way, and I love the remake with with uh, was that Will Ferrell in it? I never saw that. Yeah, I never saw. Oh, that. it was actually. I'm not even gonna lie to you. If like I thought that movie was amazing i was also are you are you actually yorma is in it yorma tacom from lonely island yeah he's uh there's a lot of people who are in that it won uh several raspberry awards including worst picture it won one worst prequel remake ripoff or sequel are you serious i actually i'm not even being facetious i enjoyed that movie oh maybe that was his name that was his name chaka uh, I was I was 17, so my taste was probably a little bit more um, refined at that point. I think I enjoyed that movie. I'm gonna have to watch again just to be sure. Danny, what's his name? The guy, um, Bride. Danny McBride. Not Danny Aiello. No, not Danny Aiello. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. He, no, he runs a pizza to, restaurant. I want nothing to do with this film. You should watch it. Hey, Danny DeVito. So I gotta. Um, I got to I got to what's it called? I got to go to the uh, end now because uh, I promised my younger sister that I would help her beat the Ender Dragon tonight. That's very sweet of you. So I got to go do that. What is that? It's a Minecraft thing. It's a children's game that I play as a, as a, as a grown man. <laughs> as a grown man. Yeah, my sister. I, I use the excuse that my sister also plays. But even if she didn't play, I would probably still be playing. So that's a thing. How old is your sister? Like 43? My sister is 72. Okay, good. Very big disparity. <laughs> no, my sister is my sister is a child. Gotcha. That yeah. that makes more it's, sense. It's it's age appropriate for her. <laughs> uh, but she sometimes needs help beating that Ender Dragon. Got to go do that. Pull out your blue eyes white dragon, Yug, and take out that Ender Dragon. Let's keep confusing Dang. Andrew. Yeah, I'm very confused. <laughs> what is this a reference to? Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> How? What? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Joe, thanks again for having me on, guys. I guess. Thanks for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> for real, thank you, though. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. I, I'm excited about uh, what you, what's it called. If you if you guys ever decide that I'm funny enough to have on back again, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to edit this. Yeah, me too. Be a fun editor. You're gonna edit it, Tim. <laughs> no, I'm excited for you. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm excited to edit this. You said, yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, Tim, you're going to edit for us? Nice. It's like when you say goodbye uh, or or if a person at a restaurant says, you know, enjoy your enjoy meal, your meal you and say, hey, thanks, you too. No, the worst is when you're at a movie theater and you're buying popcorn and they're like, enjoy your show. And you're like, you too. Oh, shit. They're going to get a show. They're working right now in the midst of a pandemic. They're about to get a fucking show. I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
Topical. Topical. You can edit that out. Topical, topical cream. That's staying. Yeah. Anytime someone says you can edit that out and leave it in, isn't that right, Joe? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I leave almost. I, wa- I was actually quite curious about some of the middle section when we started talking. I was like, "Are we going to edit this out?" I was thinking that was a trick that I I had to I used when I was doing a, my previous podcast, mm-hmm. Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives, which is don't, don't promote uh, other podcasts. Right, <laughs> I'm going to promote my podcast and your podcast, Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. Good, that's an so good. Yeah, thank you. It's an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, it does feature Guy Fieri, um, not as a person, but as a character. And it actually, well, well, we might be we might be getting started again soon from a, a hiatus that we were on. But anyways, uh, that's how I learned how to get the editor to start editing things off is that if I ever said something and I'm like, we need to edit that out. And they were like, no, is I would just say really, really just like terrible things into the microphone. And then they would have to. So that's a little hint, Joe. If you ever want him to edit something out, just start saying really, really bad things. By the way, he won't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, because then it makes him look bad. Yeah. Do you guys ever storm Flavortown? <laughs> that's, I think, what we're building up to, but we'll see. I don't know. Anyways, my sister is calling me, asking me where I am. So I do have to Understandable. So thank you guys again. I thank appreciate you. y'all. Uh, how do, do I... Do I just do I just leave? All right, Joe. Well, that was definitely an episode. It was. It was. I definitely kind of flipped around how I feel about the the cartoon. I, I kind of want to finish a little bit more of it after that episode. Yeah, I think it might be something that maybe we'll continue to explore going forward in the podcast. Um, maybe we'll do more than two episodes at a time. Um, <laughs> yes thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun um it was nice to have tim back as well giving his interesting critiques we went off on a little bit of a tangent there but you know that's expected um so hopefully uh you know our listeners enjoyed it uh with that guys uh as usual huge 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 shout out to louis aronowitz for our theme song the best theme song that any podcast will ever have and has ever had so huge shout out to Louie. Guys, as always, before Tim left, uh, he did give us his his Twitter for his Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast, which is DDD Ives Cast. So DD Dives Cast. That's Dad, 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 I V E S C A S T. That's on Twitter. You can follow them there. Uh, I think he just said they're starting up the new season. They might be. Uh, he said they were on a little bit of a hiatus. You'll hear exactly what this podcast is about in the episode. It's actually pretty phenomenal. I don't think us describing it will do it as much justice. That's awesome. I'm really excited to go listen to that because that sounds so up my alley. So as always, though, guys, you can also follow us online. I'm at Major Plot Flaw on both Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Voices by Joe on Instagram and at Azari Joe on twitter uh you can also follow our show at pod planet of apes and of course uh please give us a like give us a subscribe smash that like button subscribe to us please if you are enjoying the podcast please write a review we'll give you a shout out on the next episode uh we really enjoy reading the reviews it's a lot of fun so please go ahead and do that i think we're on we're going to get onto the amazon podcast soon too 
Ooh, you didn't tell me that. Well, because I just got like an email saying that they're doing podcasts now, and uh, we would love to have Jeff Bezos own us. So, ah, yeah, right. You know, yeah, Uh like the rest of the world. Sure. Oh my God, is he one of the mutants? Oh my God. All right. Well, guys, with that, we're gonna head out with our classic catchphrase. As always, Joe, take it away. The only good humanoids are caged ones, or better yet, dead ones. I told him to say that line because he yeah, didn't he did. have one. <laughs> and you read it like Fred Funstone. Yeah. That was awesome. Bye. <laughs>